A reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, we have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that what we have asked him for is ours. If anyone sees his brother sinning, if the sin is not deadly, he should pray to God and he will give him life. This is only for those whose sin is not deadly. There is such a thing as deadly sin, about which I do not say that you should pray. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that is not deadly. We know that anyone begotten by God does not sin, but the one begotten by God he protects and the evil one cannot touch him. We know that we belong to God and the whole world is under the power of the evil one. We also know that the Son of God has come and has given us discernment to know the one who is true. And we are in the one who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Children, be on your guard against idols. Verbum Domini.
Jesus and his disciples went into the region of Judea, where he spent some time with them baptizing. John was also baptizing in Anon near Salim, because there was an abundance of water there. And people came to be baptized, for John had not yet been imprisoned. Now a dispute arose between the disciples of John and a Jew about ceremonial washings. So they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, the one who was with you across the Jordan to whom you testified, here he is baptizing and everyone is coming to him. John answered and said, no one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said that I am not the Christ, but that I was sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The best man who stands and listens for him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made complete. He must increase, I must decrease. Verbum Domini. First things first, thank you all for your prayers. Uh, because of your prayers and other prayers and God's mercy and love and grace, I have fully recovered. Uh, thanks be to God, truly. It's great to be back. It's great to uh, have strength. And I was wondering if I would be able to even take a peek in this chapel before the Christmas season is over. So I just barely made it by a day. So I'm grateful to all of you for your prayers. And I tell you one period within the most horrible weeks of my health life, it took me what it would have been about 10 seconds from my uh, bedroom to the kitchen or the dining table it would have been 10 seconds, but it took me about 15 to 30 minutes to get there. And, you know, once I sat on the edge of my bed, I had to wait for a while until I was somewhat able to walk. And then when I think I could do it, then I start walking, but then I had to take a break and stop at midpoint in the living room and grab the closest recliner I can get quickly and sit down and then just recline and wait and wait and wait, maybe about 15 minutes or even longer. 
Then when I think I can go on again, I made my move uh, toward the kitchen to get something or make something. And in the midst of that, I may have to take a break before I can finish and actually start to eat or drink something. Um, and I learned too that uh, different people may have similar symptoms, but as far as experiences wise, it varies. And anyway, thank you for your charity and your love through your prayers. And some of you uh, regularly checked on me and regularly offered yourself to help me for whatever I needed. And thank you and may God bless and reward you in this life and for the next. And God heard and answered your prayers by granting his his mercy uh, by granting me his mercy and grace to be back this morning literally i didn't realize this until this morning when i was getting ready to prepare this homily literally exactly a month later i didn't think i was going to be out that long but that's what saint john said in his letter this morning beloved we have this confidence in him. Him refers to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in regard to whatever we ask, we know that whatever we have asked for him for is ours. Well, you experience that, I experience that, we all experience that, getting full recovery in one's health in this case. Though we don't see him with our bodily eyes, we believe he hears us and he's there, we believe, and he answers us. This is, in a way, an epiphany experience. It's a manifestation of God's presence. He hears us and answers our prayers. What about when we don't get what we ask in prayers? How are we supposed to think of that? Is it because we don't have confidence in him enough? For those of you, I don't think there's any, but I'm not sure. But for those of you who voted on November 3rd and you got your candidate to the presidency, congratulations. My candidate did not make it. Not just mine, but the candidate of 74 plus million voters. Did I pray he'd make it? You better believe it. I even offered many times my sufferings and trials and prayers for it in a special way during the last month of sufferings, particularly the, la the, the first two weeks of that. And before that, I even led a novena of holy hours, which many of you know, with quite a bit of you there with me and some, of, some with me in spirit. Yet, what I ask him for is not mine. I know you've been praying for the same thing I was praying, yet what we 
have asked him for is not ours. This is not to say the word of God is not telling the truth that God hears us and answers our prayers. Okay, the St. John said, um, we have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Is it his will that somebody who have such a support of abortion to have this power of presidency? I don't think so. This is not, again, this is not to say the word of God is not telling the truth that God hears us and answers our prayers. There, there, is, an, there is an element of mystery here. There's an element of mystery here when we don't get what we ask for. Part of that is God's bigger plan than ours. Part of that is God's permitting will with evil. And we've heard this before in the Old Testament, many stories. Look at the book of Judges. Part of that is God's permitting will with evil. And part of that is the historical story and event in the life of Christ, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. He prayed in public before he performed miracles many times. He prayed in public before he raised Lazarus from the dead. He prayed in public before he multiplied five loaves and two fish. He got what he prayed for. He also prayed in the garden to the Father to take the bitter chalice away from him. He asked him not once, more than once, yet he himself did not get what he asked for. What he asked for did not become his. When we ask him for whatever and it's not ours in the end, this is the call to grow in faith. This is the call to grow in faith. I mean, just think about the child who gets whatever he wants all the time. He's spoiled, in other words. He gets whatever he wants, but what happens when he grows up is that level of maturity is there's something short there's something not there that he had to like work 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 to experience of things that he never got or he did not get what he wanted no this is the call to grow in faith this is also the call to maturity in faith again the illustration of the children who get whatever he wanted during his childhood versus those who have not just one experience, but more than one experience, several experiences, even many experiences, not getting what he wanted. This is the call to greater trust in God. This is the call to let him increase 
in our lives because he has bigger plan than ours and for us to lay low and for us to decrease in the spirit of humility as St. John the Baptist showed us. This is also the call to even greater dedication and greater determination who we are going to serve. I mean, remember after 9-11, everybody was praying. The church was filled. I hope that's the effect of what happened this year, this next four years. Thursday morning, the day after the craziness that happened in our U.S. Capitol, I was communicating uh, through texting with uh, a holy bishop whom God blessed me for a friend. And we're both in the same page. We both know how evil attacks. We both know at the same time when sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. He said, and he said this to me before, but he said it again on Thursday morning, it will be a long four years. But also, it'll be an important opportunity for the people of God to decide whom they will truly follow. Then he wrote at the end of this text, Joshua 24, 15. And this is the verse when Joshua said to the people, you decide, you decide who you're going to follow. You decide who you're going to follow. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that's all we have to do. Despite who our leaders are, despite the circumstance, our faith hopefully grows stronger. Our prayer life hopefully grow more firm and more determined. And our decision to serve and follow the Lord hopefully with God's grace, are even more strong and firm and persevering to the end.